0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bottled. The 10th episode today is with Chris Bukharam. In this episode, we discuss work motivation, finding friends at work, what keeps employees engaged, open-mindedness, secrets of the world, and how the pandemic is shaping how children think. Please enjoy. how do you feel man just leaving work and just having a clean
1: slate to it's begin good man like it's a it's a good feeling just knowing you know fresh start fresh opportunities yeah knowing that you know i don't need to wake up and i've got my monday to friday grind at a job that i know that i don't want to be out for my future so it's just like mm. thinking in my head why am i why am i doing this to myself every single day mm. when i know i'm for myself it's not it's not right for me so i just like i'm not getting no i guess no benefit out of it yeah and that's when i realized like i'm like you know i have got to make the step just to do it Mm. to me but
0: in the long run if you think about it it did help you and grow as a person with the experience
1: some of the skills attributes friendships things like that yeah and and you know got from that role like Mm. it's i'm never going to meet some of these people again that were as good to me as they were like when i was working there
0: it's, that's such a beautiful thing you said the friendship I, I i love the fact that you've mentioned friendship because when i go to work i want to make friends as well a lot of people say you go to work do your shit no, go home i don't believe in that not like that no uh, you've got to make relationships you've got to have friends there yeah not for sure yeah and uh, just you know uh, and when i think about the work um the first day i came in there was one person who greeted me with uh with a, with genuine intentions that was you chris and that's precisely why I'm so excited for this episode. Welcome to Bottle.
1: Thank you so much, bro. I'm glad to be on you.
0: <laughs> no, it was uh, it, w- it was crazy because you know, the first day I thought about the podcast. I thought I made a, a mental list of people I want to have in the podcast because I want to just talk to people, just have the know how they feel and think about life. And the fact that you know you came into my mind just shows how um, how good of a person you are, bro.
1: Thank you, my man. Appreciate yeah. it. Like it's just. All. I, all I want is just you know if someone coming to new 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 job. Obviously, there's nerves. There's, they don't know what to expect. You know, any part that I can play just to ease their nerves and just show that like you know there's there's good guys here. We're going to be good mates. Like that's yeah. that's what I'm about, man. Like exactly, be, be good to each other and you know no one wants to work let's be real let's make work enjoyable exactly yeah, yeah.
0: and I, I was talking to marlo yesterday and he sent me a message saying hey chris is leaving to you know <laughs> like yeah. yeah no he's coming to the podcast tomorrow and he was uh gutted as well because uh, a good person was leaving work and it's probably for the best because you're starting a clean slate like we talked about earlier
1: yeah that's that's what right, I meant. start a clean clean slate fresh opportunities for me like figure out what i want to do st- um what i want to study for my future and it's just it's the uh, yeah an opportunity for me just to figure out what i want to do and take the time to focus on me Mm. and start yeah start fresh
0: yeah and that's the thing that's the beauty of being 23 you're 23 right 24 just turned 24 Uh, same (laughs) same Uh, that's the beauty of being 24 that you've got a world of options out
1: there exactly man so i thought you know what i can afford to do it now rather than in five six years like Leaving a job when you're 30 with no real plan, just hoping that you're gonna find something what to do, what's gonna be enjoyable yeah. for you. It's a bigger risk. But I'm, I'm 24, like I don't have huge commitments right now, so it's just, you know, I, I saved for months so that for this day that I can just leave and not have to worry financially, but worry more what I want to do for my future in terms of career growth and those sort of things. And that's so that's why I made the step and the decision to do what I wanted to do. Just go out on my own and figure it out. Yeah, 100%. Figure figure what's best for me. Yeah.
0: And in a job like ours, where we've got to communicate at all times, like for like seven, eight hours a day, having that experience for two years, just talking to hundreds of people um, in a week, or maybe even more, 150, it just gives you a very um, critical skill in life. It's just talking to people and just communicating and understanding what they're looking for while also maintaining that um that relationship and that now how we say customer service it applies in life as well
1: uh, 100% you know like on a day to day basis i'll get a customer that's 80 years old and you know I have to speak really loud for her I have to do that whereas I'll get a, a young guy that's you know from my area from and he's like hey bro how you doing how you doing like that yeah. so I, I I'll adapt I'm like oh how can I help you Mrs. Smith Where, can I say, yeah doing good things mate how you doing like it's yeah. just adapting to different skills and different communications when you meet people and like you can tell how you're going to have to cater that conversation like if it's an old person you're going to have to speak like very slow and clear Yeah. whereas then you can tell straight away if it's a young cool guy is just like calling you bro on the phone and all of that you're like hey, it's guy's too like yeah and yeah like you, you learn communication in terms of how you can communicate with someone the best way to communicate with them that's a skill that i know i'm gonna have for life working in course and it's like mm. although i can't say that i've enjoyed every single moment of it i've enjoyed definitely the skills and attributes that come with it
0: yeah 100 percent. See, it's I've, i'll be honest with you i've never heard of anyone who works nine to five say they enjoy the job honestly that's 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 the truth i guess it's the little things you enjoy as in the learnings the friends you make the just little moments that happen at work the job itself it's very hard to enjoy even if you're a doctor or a pilot it's um it, it's crazy to have that level of satisfaction on the job
1: yeah no for sure like you know as you said 9 to 5 no one really wants to be on that grind every single day monday to friday unfortunately like we have to do it we have mm. to figure it out in terms of you know it's good as We've got to make the bread, we've got to figure out <laughs> Yeah. Um we what's gonna get us paid and if that's the way to do it, yeah, that's the way to do it. But it doesn't make everyone happy. So nah. um but you think about it, you know, I always thought of this thing like someone told me, you go to work Monday to Friday, nine to five. You only have Saturday and Sunday to yourself, so that's like five out of seven days. It's like over seventy per cent of your time is at work. So, you know, try and find something that's enjoyable for you because it's gonna take up seventy percent of your life. So Yeah, do what and, you love, they say. Yeah, and like it's hard to find what you love when it comes to work but Mm. um that's something that you know i'm trying to find trying to figure out just to be i guess more happy in my own self and knowing that i'm going somewhere with with myself like where i can actually grow and develop as a person
0: Mm. i feel like the five-day work week you know if you talk about it i feel like that's a lot to spend in in a job Um, A lot of companies um, around the world, especially uh, Microsoft in Japan, they've introduced a four-day work week where people are spending three days at home with their family doing the things that make them happy. And work as well, not that it may not make them happy, but uh, they were spending four days uh, of a week at work and then three days at home. And that has been uh, efficient for them. And France as well. Uh, I believe the entire country is on a four-day work week right now.
1: Yeah, well, I've I've found like I've actually looked into that as well and mm. the studies actually show that people's mental well-being the state of mind has been so much more significantly better when they're working only four-day weeks and they've got an extra day to just relax and be with their families compared to you know working Monday to Friday and then you only have two days to just do everything and crammed all in one week yeah and then go back to on the grind again monday to friday like no one really wants to do that let's be real
0: yeah and are you really being recognized for the job you do Uh, a lot of people around the world uh I, i i don't think so because everyone wants to make money the ceo to the janitor to a person in the middle level like us like entry level um everyone wants to make money they all want to be efficient they want to have their savings but are we really being recognized or are employees in general around the world being recognized in a proper way for the work they do is no, the question.
1: D- definitely not. I don't think there's enough recognition at all. Like yeah. people, you know, they go are on the grind, they work their ass off to chop for this company. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's the middle guys like us that are essentially keeping them in the business. You know, we're, we're the front line of service where mm. we're communicating with these customers every day. And then, you know, we don't get much recognition or appreciation of what we actually do. Like, yeah. You know, average wage um that's the main part is it's just an average average wage for most of the jobs that we do and we do more than more than a fair share to actually contribute with the company i feel like exactly, everyone yeah. deserves a bit more for what they do you know we we have to deal with all the crap we have to deal with people that are unhappy, and the higher-ups don't have to because they've already they've already been there done yeah. that and but it's just not enough recognition for the guys that are just unfortunately the the shit kicker jobs. Yeah, yeah. the frontliners. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And here's the thing about being in a job for too long. Once you do that, you become comfortable and you forget what the um how um, what getting your hands dirty mean. To be honest, like it's nobody's fault. It's it's just the way the system works. Once you're in a job for a, for a few certain years, you forget where you started.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's when it comes to a a big thing of me for like humble beginnings. You know, remembering yeah. where you came from. You know, you started off just like this person, and that, that's why when I, you seen you mentioned at the start of this podcast about when you came as a as a fresh person to, into the into the role, and you know, you you were nervous, you didn't know what to do, and I came and I approached you because I know what it's like being on there on the first day. You're nervous, you don't know what to do, and just having someone to help you through it, and because they, they and because they know what it's like to be new at a, in a job, and it's just like, it's a feeling where you just like you want people to be able to you know, get down to your level and realize like, you know, I've been there before. It's not an easy place to be and just yeah. help each other out.
0: Because for anyone who's started a job in the past, uh, which I, th- I believe is the majority of them listening to the podcast, the first day is always nerve-wracking. It's like, whoa, who do you talk to? Who who Who's that person? Like, am I going to be appreciated? Is my presence going to be appreciated? That's, that's the most important part for me because if I'm in a room with people, I'd like to be um, given attention to. Like, you know, at least even if I don't talk or if I'm not contributing, if my presence is appreciated, that's uh, I feel comfortable, and that's that's what people like you did on that day.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. And like, obviously, that's the whole purpose. Is everyone wants to be appreciated and recognized? Mm. It doesn't have to be in a huge way, but at least acknowledge them as a person and that they, you know, everyone has feelings. Everyone wants to be, like, you know, I guess included in the conversation or made feel welcome, especially when it's a new environment. Yeah, they don't know what's there. They don't know. You know there's already enough nerves and things on their mind the last thing they want to worry about is is this person going to be nice is you know am i going to feel welcome and just if i can ease people's mind just be like hey man how are you doing like you know if you mm. need any help i'm here holler at me like yeah just, just to give them a little peace of mind to know they're not alone for the for the crap you know what i mean a hundred
0: percent you know a few years ago i was uh you want to blow the candle off it's getting a bit too strong do you think i'm i'm fine you're I, fine yeah, I'm I'm all good. You. yeah perfect up Yeah. You uh, maybe i'll just blow it off all right easy easy It smells good, though.
1: It's a beautiful smell. Nice yeah, aroma d- in the air.
0: Yeah. You know, the thing about smell is that bring, that takes you back to a certain t- point in time. Like, let's say, for example, have you ever smelled um, eraser? Like the um, school eraser? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Like rubber, it takes you yeah. back to school. If you realize, if you think about it, it takes you back to school. But for me, it does. Because the smell is registered in the brain, and it's linked to memories as well.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, a perfect example is that fragrance I was in the air. Uh-huh. I remember being in Fiji for my sister's wedding and I was getting a, a massage and the, the room was filled with a very similar sense of that. Actually, when I walked in, I was like, oh, this feels like, feels like the same scenery of when I was getting yeah. a massage in Fiji. Feel back like nice, you know, blue seas and nice visions in my head.
0: Yeah, it's just very comfortable, right? Yeah. Nostalgic, yeah.
1: No, yeah, you get great nostalgia, exactly.
0: 100%. That's why perfume companies are uh, Cologne organizations. They, they research on these things. And it's uh, there's a, there's a there's a massive study going on many years ago about how uh, companies can make a cologne that can trigger a certain sense of missing someone, missing a person. So yeah, it was, it's a massive study of smell as well around the world, and that's crazy linked to nostalgia as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like mm. for example, um, I you obviously know me to always be the guy that wears oh. fresh, fresh colognes fresh perfumes <laughs> at work. Massive. And the amount of beautiful people, ones. <laughs> the amount of people at work that say, oh. I hate that smell. I'm like, why? I'm like, it's a nice smell. I was like, no, it reminds me of my ex-boyfriend. And I'm exactly, like, yeah. like, oh, sorry that it makes you feel that way, but it's a good smell. Eh? They're like, yeah, it's a good smell, but it brings back bad memories. And it's exactly mm-hmm. what you touched on. It's just, it brings back, you know, memories of whether it be good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's funny how your brains can connect the smell to a t- certain time of the life. 100%, yeah.
0: But it could work well for that person. It could work, it could be a disaster. Yeah, like exactly. It, yeah, if it brings back good memories, that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, we were talking about, uh, what were we talking about? um about the first day at work yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um man uh chris i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna miss you at work it's 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 precisely because of the fact that you know the world needs good people out there a hundred percent and when i say good i don't know how you are to be honest with you to be entirely honest with you i know you as a person at work you're my friend come to the podcast we have good conversation but i define you as good because you appreciate someone's presence yeah
1: Yeah. i'm definitely going to miss you as well and it's what what you touched on is exactly we don't know each other in terms of our everyday personal life mm. but the encounters we have with each other they're always pleasant experiences and that's what makes us good mates is we don't need to know everything about each other but no. we know you know we respect each other and we're always going to you know be mates mm-hmm. you know you need something i'm there you vice versa 100% like it's it's the point being is you don't need to i guess live in someone's pockets know everything about them but you can still be mates with them without having to, like, know, you know, are they really a good person? If they're good to you, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. you know, you can come across people that are, you know, they, they steal, they do all this crap, but if, if you don't see that, like, if it is good to your face, it's like, you've had no bad experiences with them, whatever. Mm. Like, yeah. what, how does it affect yeah. you?
0: And it is what it is. Like, you know, yeah. you, that's that's life. It goes that way. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that is so true because, you know, the more you get to know someone, the more, I believe, could be a good thing and a bad thing as well. Like, when you appreciate someone from far away, you're like, okay, so that person's doing that. That person has a certain personality that I like. They're good to me. I'm good to them. That's it. You have a very nice relationship with them, right? The more you get to know them, that's when the intricacies start.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. I guess um, when you're taking more time out of the day, spending more time with a person, you're going to get to know them more on a personal level. Yeah, and you know that's the whole thing about you know where the more you get to know the person, you, you're going to get get to know everything about them. And, you know, you can know some, you, you can think you know something about a person until you actually like you're with them every day or you see them every day. You, you're not going to know everything until you, you really experience that.
0: Yeah. And that's that's, that's that's how life is a roller coaster. Like that's how you meet the right person or the wrong person. Like the more you get, that's where you got to get to know people. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's just how things function, whether it's your romance, whether it's your, you know, business partner. But yeah, meeting the right person is uh, so fucking important. Yeah, I was talking to Brian as well from episode three, uh, a very good friend of mine. He's like 23. He has his own organization and he met a friend, Matthew, and they started this business together. Episode four was... Sorry about that. (laughs) All good, bro. Um, Episode four was Nikki and she um, and Jackson, my friend, are together. They've been together for nine years. And um, we were talking about importance of meeting the right person regardless of what sector in life that is um and it's it's so fucking true right you've got to meet the right person in order to push your life forward
1: yeah exactly like you know you can it's just it could be a matter of fate you know you meet the right person at the right time and that i guess motivates you to do something that you want to do like it's it's a weird part of life that you you just don't know when the right place right time is going to be like you know i don't know if i'm making the right decision Mm -hmm. right place right time right now to leave and leave work and not have essentially a backup plan just to take a big leap of faith and just you know try find something I enjoy to study and figure out what I want to do but mm. it still comes yeah what well, you mentioned the right place the right time and that's pretty much everything F- friendships relationships work everything it all relates to just is it the right place and the right time to do it yeah and you never know until you really risk it
0: exactly yeah you've got to give it a try uh, only then you i was talking to an 80 year old lady on the phone one day right and when i was working for travel insurance many months ago as soon as the person's above the age of 70 i like to ask them one simple question what's your tip for me for a 26 year old guy just on the phones what's your tip for me come on give it up give it to me and um this lady said never say that's not going to happen to me because you never know life, how life's going to turn out. Tomorrow, like you said, man, you could meet someone tomorrow and so many turn of events, very small events led you to that. It's just crazy. The right person at the right time. And yeah. when that happens, it's just, if you think about it, so many small things happen. If you decided not to go to the coffee shop on that day, you wouldn't meet that person.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Like you just It's a fear of the unknown, really. Like You don't know if you don't do this, if you don't risk it, you're not going to know what gain you're going to get out of it yeah you know it's like as simple as you know you decide to go to a party are you think in your head oh i don't really know anyone i'm nervous i don't want to go to the party or like well, i'm going to be bored because who am i going to talk to but then you meet some of the best people in your life when you go to that party mm. so, you know you'll find some some random person that's also there, bored and like also just got invited by they don't really know anyone else there yeah and then you 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 know you guys kick it off you start talking and you become very close mates from it yeah, like exactly just, you know, sharing common interests, like you, and I guess uh, understanding, like we're both, you know, we're both in the corner. We both don't really know anyone at this party. We're like, oh, you know, when's the right cue to start trying to interact with someone? And and then we both look at each other, and we're like, oh yeah, bro, like this guy looks like he's alone too. He's got invited, and he only knows the host, but he doesn't know anyone else in the yeah. party. And then that's when you just you click, you kick off. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And all of that because you decided to say yes to yourself. I'm gonna go, even though I'm alone.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm very much that person. Like you know I me, mean? I'm I'm confident in terms of approaching people, talking to people. Mm. And it's always, I had that in the back of my mind. It's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? These guys are either, either going to say no, they're not going to be interested yeah, or just like whatever. I didn't lose anything out of it. I just, I gained the potential experience or a, like a potential friend, whatever. Like it just.
0: You've got to seek discomfort. Yeah, only so, then, yeah, because comfort is very subjective. It depends on, you know, where you are, who you, uh, who, who you meet, what type of person you interact with. And it's just comfortable comfort for someone uh, is all about learning. You know how sweet people say, I'm not comfortable doing this, or I'm not comfortable doing that. True, you have experiences that don't go or align with that particular task you're doing. But if you're open... To learning about that experience, but even then, you're saying I'm not comfortable. Then you're really detrimenting yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I always say to people like, you know, I'm not like Gandhi or anything like that. Like, <laughs> not like a motivational speaker, nothing like that. Or maybe um, you are. Nah. <laughs> it's just like I feel. You know, people say, oh, I don't want to do this because I've never done it before, or I'm scared because I don't know what's what's going to be. There. It's like I can't. Goes back to the thing. Like if you don't know, if you don't try, you don't risk anything. Hundred How are you going to know what's good for you? Like. Mm. it's as simple as you know opening yourself up for exposure, you don't know what's going to be out there and what beneficial gains there for you.
0: Yeah, one of the best concerts I've had in the past was uh, with Quaterline, and I went to the concert by myself alone. I was like, I, I checked the the Facebook page, uh coming in. I've got nobody who listens to Quaterline. I was like, nah, I can't miss these guys. I've got to go. And like you said, that was the best concert, one of the best concerts I've had in a while because I went to the floor, just, you know, grabbed a drink, started dancing, and then people joined in. We had a good laugh, we had a good conversation, went out, grabbed a few more drinks, and that's it. We went home and it was just a nice night.
1: Yeah, like I guess it's you know, you decided like, fuck it, I'm gonna do what I wanna do, I'm gonna go out on my own. What's the what's gonna happen? I just I just watched listen to live music on my own. It's not a horrible night. You could yeah. what's worse, you could just be sitting at home doing like fuck all where you're exactly, to, you yeah. going out, you are seeing a live band that you like. Yeah, but instead you went <coughs> out yeah. yeah.
0: You went out, you seeked discomfort, you talked to people, you in a way you enhanced your skill as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I I was never in I'd say only when I started working in hospitality is where my confidence came out in terms of speaking to people mm. and communicating. I was always like a shy, reserved kid in the corner. I just didn't really want to open up again and talk to people except for people I knew. But, you know, when you get exposed to environments where you have to communicate with people, it's it brings you out of your shell and that's what I like. It's just yeah. you don't know what you're going to get and you, you learn so much by talking to new people.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Every person has something new to share and something you don't know. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like it's, what, what are you going to, what are you going to, um, I guess, learn or experience if you don't really get, just push yourself to get out there and figure out what you want to do yeah. in terms of like making a conversation with someone or um, as simple as just deciding to approach a random guy that's sitting on a bus, call, like a bus stop corner, and it looks lonely? Like, it yeah. Just, you never know what gain you're gonna get out of This guy could give you some of the best advice in your life and exactly. you just don't know. Or you could just be a complete idiot and just wasted your time. But yeah. it's but that's the, okay. but that's the, that's the yeah. I guess you don't know what you're gonna risk. Like yeah. it's, that's the risk. You just like you just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Even if
0: he's an idiot, he's gonna teach you something. Maybe one day you'll write a book right about that guy. <laughs> the the day I met the idiot on the bus stand, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And it's yeah. just like you know, if I didn't approach this idiot, I might have thought to myself like oh why, why do they even decide to just approach a random guy but i, I had a laugh out of it like a, yeah. i got something enjoyable out of it
0: exactly now i'm a firm firm belief that every single experience every single person you meet has mm-hmm. something to contribute to your life it's about uh, what steve Jobs said it's about connecting the dots one day it's all the experiences all the events all the thoughts that you have had will lead up to something immensely beautiful
1: yeah and 100 percent i believe that there's bigger picture out there that every series of events in our life is going to link to one day it's you know it's people say it's you know it's death like you know one day we're going to die and you know we all the friendships everything we've met like it's all going to just be linking up to dying but there's so much other events out there that's huge that we just we can't fathom what's gonna be there in the future yeah. and, and and i'm yeah like, i'm excited for like the unknown people say like they, they fear the unknown and all that i'm i'm excited for what what potential like future events can happen exactly yeah and that uh, that that my friend is the beauty of life like it's
0: it's it's a roller coaster one day you're having the best time in your life you've got friends you've got the things that you always wished for you've got a job that you enjoy uh possibly at first or even later in the future but you never know when that when the lines when the curve is going to go down when the tipping point is going to come but the most important thing is to look forward. Just to look forward and just you know imagine that there's a bright future out there.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. We you said meeting the right people, the right time, all of that sort of things. Like I, I not that I didn't have many friends. I always had a big social group, but I never had close friends. Like many close friends. Yeah. That I thought like you know when people say who's your best friend, I've just got like you know one or two guys that think in my head. But I'm like, do I really only have one or two guys that I I can rely on for anything and all of that? And then I one of the, one of those boys that is in that category. His name's Phil he invited me to join the soccer team mm-hmm. and man from day one of joining soccer like from this team yeah is everyone just feels like a brotherhood like we're with each other every single weekend now saturday night no matter what yeah is a is guaranteed and fridays a maybe and we're just we're always with each other we're always having a laugh and we've been literally going out every single weekend for probably since soccer started wow. for two years and it's just like i've known these guys only for two years but I'm, i've been with them almost 52 weeks in the year that it feels like I've known these guys for an eternity and it all comes down to like you know you just meet the right people at the right time like I I didn't realise that I needed like soccer and like another yeah. I guess social group in my life but, and then I meet these guys and I was like fire out these guys are fun they're like they're bringing yeah. new I guess new energy in my life like, yeah. I, was, like I love going out with these boys I love that like you know these guys share the same passion with me, soccer and go, going out and just I'm always I always want to go out and I just had people like oh we went out last week bro I don't want to go out again whereas these guys like let's go out again let's go out again and like yeah. that's why I'm like when people say at work like oh you are going out this weekend I'm like bro you even need to ask you know I'm going out every Saturday yeah. I'm at the pub <laughs> that's what um, it is
0: man you've got to have these people in your life yeah. just people who resonate to you as well the reason why you go out with them is because they're your kind of people and they have to be
1: yeah, that's yeah. for sure like you it's out there social they always want to just. Yeah have fun and go out yeah exactly and
0: and you you can have different philosophies you can have different experiences but the uh, you know how i call it the pillar of life your life is being held out held by various pillars maybe with your group one of the pillar is the fact that you're all open-minded and you've got that's why you're good friends
1: yeah exactly like i guess being open-minded is such a good thing because you don't know like you know what the what you can learn from a new person you don't know where you can just get out of just as simple as i you know i'm nervous because i'm i'm everyone knows i'm not like the most technically technically gifted soccer player or anything, uh-huh. by anything like that but i just i joined there just with the right attitude that i'm just going to work like work my best with these boys and i'm just going to be a nice guy and um the first thing i captain said to my mate phil uh-huh. he didn't ask him, was he good was he a good player you know has he, does he score 100 goals is he a good goalkeeper? all he asked is is he a good bloke <laughs> and he was like oh yeah he's the best bloke he goes i don't i haven't seen him play soccer though and and he's like or he goes by lyrics because he's a a rapper and he goes lyrics is like don't care if he's a good bloke he's in the team and that's that's what made me like and i I was in front of him like when he said that and it made me realize like this guy does not give a fuck whether i'm a good soccer player yeah he just cares if i'm a good person and that's we he's one of my best friends now and we get along so well because it's as simple as that he didn't judge me from the second i met him about oh is he a good soccer player is he this is Mm -hmm. he that it's just is he a good person if he's a good person is he my team if not He's a, if he's a fuckwit, he's out of my team. Yeah, And that, that's all it was. And that's when, from that first time I met him, I felt just comfortable with him, you know? Mm.
0: You can fix someone's skill or talent or experience, but you can't fix someone's attitude. Yeah, exactly.
1: Know? And that's that's what he always worked on. He goes, there's, there's people that, in our team, that are not technically technically gifted, but mm. they end up being the best players. And we've had two great seasons. We made semifinals both seasons and my first two years of playing soccer yeah. as a goalkeeper. And it was just all, because he put the confidence in me. He said, you're going to be great. And we ended up just fucking killing it. Like, yeah.
0: do you plan to play professionally in the future? <laughs>
1: Not professionally, no way. I would have had to start playing at like eight years old to be professional. But it's yeah, just, true. it's a social thing, you know. I played indoor soccer Thursdays, outdoor soccer on mm. Saturdays with the boys, and it's just, uh, it clears the mind, man. It's a, it's a good sport and just um, a way. To, it's my way to just you know clear my head and get. Get rid of all that bullshit that's in the back of my mind.
0: Yeah, it's the same as working out, uh, playing a sport. For some people, it's playing music, um, just getting your mind clear of things. And I, I talk about this every time that you, you've got to work out and you've got to, in order to have a good balance, um, you, you've got to start doing something, something that keeps you moving. Whether it's your fingers playing a guitar, whether it's your feet playing soccer yeah you've yeah. got to have something to clear your mind
1: no for sure like when you find something that you really enjoy and it's a passion it doesn't feel like you're f- like working mentally hard at anything so like you know you go to work you have to push your brain so hard mentally to mm-hmm. actually do something whereas you you're just playing a guitar you're relaxing you enjoy it, or you're playing soccer and you're just out there in you know the fresh air it's just like you don't need to you push your brain to try and enjoy this. This is natural. Yeah. You're, enjoying, you're enjoying it so naturally that it just becomes second nature that you, I'm like, wow, this, this clears my mind and you just love
0: it. Yeah, and you don't want to ever let it go, right? No,
1: yeah, no, no chance. Like, I, I, I've i always been a rugby league <laughs> player and then, you know, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, MMA, which I love all of that, don't get me yeah. wrong, but soccer has just changed me completely. Like, I, I enjoy soccer more than anything.
0: Mm. I saw your jiu-jitsu video where you <laughs> you, you, where you pinned the guy in like five seconds. Yeah, that, that was so um, cool.
1: Australian the uh, World Cup in two thousand and sixteen, about two thousand fifteen, I believe.
0: Yeah, that's good exercise as well, right? Jiu jitsu. A lot of people jiu-jitsu say mean, it's like you're wearing
1: big. I don't know if you know what the gi is like the big, um, the big suit that they wear uh-huh, like the, yeah. with the belt around it. Man, you know how hot it is in that thing. And then when you get like a big hundred kilo dude just jumping around you, wrestling with you, and you're like, your body heats and crap. Man, it's yeah. it's it's hot there. It's, it, you sweat like you wouldn't believe. You sweat sometimes more in five minutes of rolling, which is like wrestling in jiu jitsu. Then you're doing like 20 minutes of boxing sometimes. It's just like wow. you're just drenched.
0: Yeah, there's so many sports out there that you don't know about. Especially, I had I had no clue what jujitsu meant. Yeah. I was like, what 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 the hell is that? Then I watched a few Joe Rogan yeah. episodes and then started watching videos. <laughs> Joe Rogan, the, <laughs> the man. The man, the, 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 the godfather of podcasting. For yeah. sure. Have you seen his new uh, studio?
1: Um, no, I haven't been catching up with Joe Rogan stuff recently, but yeah. I, I need to catch up on that stuff.
0: 100%. Guess who's
1: back? He's back alex jones oh god yeah it's
0: like nine hours in 3.6 million views on youtube and i I don't know how many on Spotify. i love this
1: guy but he's such an idiot with his conspiracy theories (laughs) i
0: I know man but some of them make sense i was watching this article i was reading this article the other day where they were talking about uh human
1: animal hybrid i was like whoa no, nah, he blows your mind with some stuff he says, but then he says other stuff and he's just like, you're an idiot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, and sometimes it's fun to listen to him, but you've got a... Uh, Joe Rogan's like, you know, dude, can you calm down? I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm I, think, having-
1: <laughs> I think my favorite one was when Alex... Like, my favorite just you're an idiot one was when Alex Jones said the government is putting chemicals in the water to turn frogs gay. And I was <laughs> just like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, yeah. what is it, like how does a, a gay frog or a normal frog affect you in any way? Yeah. Like-
0: <laughs> but then if you probe questions, yeah. The, the guy's funny because if you probe questions, he's going to come up with some logic. Some logic that says there are too many frogs in the world. <laughs> they're, they're trying to make sure they don't reproduce. And then uh, if you ask the source, he's going to say, I know this. <laughs> i've read the documents <laughs> my favorite one so far is uh nasa is a breakaway government of germany and it's uh,
1: he, <laughs> i have heard that one but i've heard him say that before and i just yeah. pissed myself laughing when he first said it i, just, I know. He, he says some bizarre stuff but it's just like his what goes through his mind you just don't know nah, like,
0: he's a he's had a crazy life no, he's, sure.
1: If if he continues the way he does he's gonna get shot one day man he mentioned about like Fuck, I hate to say it—the Sandy Hook massacre, where all those kids got mur- murdered. Mm. He said it never happened. Like he, he—that he, that was why he got hated. Yeah, because he said that never happened. Like, how can you deny that so many kids got I shot know. and killed, man? Like, yeah, it's, he it's, made a mistake. Yeah, no, and Donald. then, and then he, he, when he got all that hate, death threats, and all that crap, he's like, he flipped his words around. He's like, oh, I never said it didn't happen. Yeah. I meant, you know, it wasn't about the kids getting killed. It was about gun control in America. Mm. And he tried to flip his words around. But yeah. it's the fact that he went something as huge as and sensitive topic as like. Innocent children getting killed. Yeah, that he decided to say, like, "Oh yeah, it never happened, bro." He got so much hate for it, Mm. and it's like rightfully so. Like, you're an idiot. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah,
0: he's got to watch his words as well. Yeah, and then he says that in the podcast as well. The second time he came in, he's like, "You know, I said things that I regret," and you know, despite all the good things he's done Mm. in his life, he became to be known as a Sandy Hook guy.
1: Yeah, because once you know, once um, it's a. as simple saying as you can do a thousand good things right in your life but you do one bad thing and they'll remember you by that you know he could be a exactly, good guy yeah. he, but I'm sorry if you say that you know Sandy Hook never happened something as mm. sensitive and as bad as that topic is mm. and you know you're always going to remember remembered as that guy that said Sandy Hook didn't happen like yeah. it's, it's imagine
0: it's crazy imagine the family
1: oh yeah the family yeah.
0: that lost their child
1: yeah no exactly yeah. Like, how would they feel knowing you know I lost my kids in there and this guy's saying it never happened I was like well go through my family members does it look like I have my, my 8 year old daughter still like <laughs> something as simple as that like it's sad yeah it's a sensitive topic Yeah, it's yeah. not
0: about moon landing it's not the same as moon landing yeah. because that's very interesting moon landing so I want to touch on that as well yeah what, what do you think really happened with moon uh, with the uh, landing sorry
1: man like uh, that photo like you know the the OG photo you can see I don't ah. think that's a real photo yeah. I, I don't know I've always seen it and I always don't think it's real how does it look so close like it wouldn't, it wouldn't look like that in real life Life, I don't yeah
0: think. i've read a lot of uh, theory about the moon landing and one of my favorite ones is they actually did go to the moon but they lost the footage
1: yeah. is what they said yeah i mean yeah. Uh, it's possible very possible
0: they lost the footage then they had to recreate it and they had mm. a few mistakes there and then you know the
1: word started getting but out. just the way everything's going in terms of like cgi video effects and all of that man mm. like look how techn- technology technology <laughs> look how technical like technically advanced america is with their technology and stuff yeah. so like they could easily just edit a photo like that and make it look like the first man was in the moon in 19 was it 1964 yeah yeah and they can make it look so easy that it's just an edited photo like
0: mm. and
1: people would believe it because people believe anything on the social media these days 100 like, percent. and it's just like i don't believe that's a real photo for some reason i really don't think that's a you real don't photo. think so no. uh,
0: yeah i feel the same i feel like that's a made-up photo but the the action itself they oh, did go the 100
1: percent, someone went there yeah but that photo itself yeah every time i see it i'm like never happened that, that's yeah. not that's not the og photo
0: yeah there's so many conspiracy theories man and <laughs> the, the episode with alex is so, uh, another one of my favorite ones is a 911 towers uh tower one and two the big towers they did collapse yeah. it was on video uh tower number seven
1: yeah i know, I know this no impact
0: no fire but it still collapsed and it's yeah. one of the most mind-boggling mysteries ever
1: Man, there's so many, like, I've heard so many different conspiracy theories about that. And it's just like how, you know, the whole one jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams or whatever uh, it is. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite ones is how the hell, can you know, when scientists have said that it's impossible for that to melt and just crumble to the ground like that, unless it's like a planned detonation and yeah. things like that. And very and, neatly. Just yeah, it's it just, just like, like a, a straight, yeah. like, it just, it's just literally just a straight drop. No, dropped, no. like straight down, crumbling perfectly in, in place. Like mm. it's impossible. I, I never will believe that that was an airplane that caused it. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's a mystery, man. We, we uh, do you think we will ever know what happened? What really happened?
1: No, no chance because America covers up all their all the mm. secrets and all their dirty laundry, and no one ever knows that except for yeah. the you know the New World Order and all the Illuminatists and all that.
0: <laughs> it's very complicated, man. It's never going to yeah. come out. Yeah, and the crazy part is when the planes impacted uh, on the building when the planes hit the building. Uh, people in the basement or the, uh, the first level mm. heard an explosion in the basement as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, how would you hear it in the basement if it's hitting the top, in the middle of the building? Yeah. It, it's like, it's definitely like, there's way more to the story than just the planes hit and it causes. 100%. How can something, a plane, cause a big building like that to just drop perfectly? Like Yeah. It's just, it's simple, simple physics doesn't it doesn't match up to that story. Like it, mm. when, they, when you've got physicists that have proven that this was impossible for this to happen that way it makes you wonder like what are they covering up the secrets man <laughs> yeah
0: and it's in the midst of all the chaos with all the buildings crumbling down they found the hijacker's passport 50 meters from the uh, from the site
1: yeah like, why, why wouldn't that be burnt among the carnage of there? Like, <laughs> yeah I
0: like what, what's happening there exactly but, yeah but it's, it's something you can't really know there's another mind-boggling mystery uh in 2000 in nepal i was growing up and um one day we wake up and there's a massive. Just people are walking down the street and there's just neighbors are all out at seven thirty in the morning. It's just crazy what's happening. I go out um, and everybody's in a sad mood. Everyone's like has a dark face. It's just a dark day. I can feel it. I was like fourteen, not even fourteen, like ten, and um, the that was the day the royal family was massacred.
1: Oh, what the hell
0: in the palace? Yeah. So someone came in, uh, went in and just massacred the entire royal family in Nepal, year 2000. And uh, it's like 7.30 in the morning, the entire country called the news, and it was just so crazy. And to this day, we do not know who killed them. That's we still, do not know what happened. Not
1: even, no one's been found guilty of it
0: Nope, nope. So what? Uh, according to eyewitnesses, like the workers in the castle or the palace, they say the person who, um, you know, th- th- there were it was a crazy night because they saw multiple people with the prince's mask on walking around the palace so
1: like dressed up you know there could be like an imposter dressed up as him and one of them just Mm. had this radical idea to to kill all the family members yeah
0: so it was uh, so apparently uh, you know the accusation is that the prince killed him but um according to the eyewitnesses there was like 50 people 50 people in the palace with the king's
1: uh, sorry How how do you know who the who really was then far out yeah yeah
0: and it's not as if you know that can't be uncovered you if people want that can be investigated oh for sure but they
1: don't because uh, politics is very complicated Oh no for sure like they don't want to imagine the the widespread chaos of oh the you know someone in the royal family killed their own family members or organized orchestrated it. it's going to cause just havoc throughout the news and then and, and they don't want to release that information that's why they'll will never will like you know that's why we'll never know these big secrets from you know, america or, you know, that we mentioned in your country, yeah. Nepal, like all of that, we'll never know because nah. it's just covered. Yeah.
0: And I guess it's, the, it's, it's a perfect example of what they say. You know, some things are better left unsaid.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> We can have our own theories about it. We can know that's bullshit. And like Not that it's bullshit. This is more to the story yeah. that we, we don't know and they're covering up um but at the end of the day like it doesn't affect us in a huge way it's just in the back of our minds it's like everyone wants to really know the secret though
0: yeah like what happened you know that is that is so true like it doesn't really affect us like it's uh it's happened it shouldn't have happened you know lives were destroyed um but um you know the world has moved on ever
1: since yeah exactly it's the point being is yeah you just it doesn't affect us you know like i guess personally mm. but it's always just the unknown feeling is in terms of you know what's what is out there what's what's our country hiding from us what's yeah. what's the there's so much bigger things than us and we just we're just little peas you know peas in the pot and we mm. don't know what, what we're really doing now either.
0: yeah and with the coronavirus as well it's just uh now i feel like it's it's an orchestra and we're the puppets there it's
1: oh, yeah. it's I, I never believed i, I said this to all my friends and they all thought i was an idiot but then they got my idea my concept and my idea they understood it mm-hmm. it's not about the virus it's about taking the power away from the people and just the higher orders having all the power you know we can't go out we can't do this we can't do that it's i feel like it was always the big power play of course i understand you know there is a virus out there but they exaggerated it to the point that it made it like the biggest worst thing that's ever happened in the world and i like guess yeah. 10 times we look look at middle east the middle east how how much they've been suffering for hundreds of years and that never gets mentioned but then you get coronavirus and it's the whole world is just like yeah oh we can't go out now and all this crap It was yeah. just, i really think it was all the government's the, all the control privileged
0: uh, facilities that you had were taken away and it's a it's a big thing now
1: yeah no 100 yeah, I percent. i never believed coronavirus was about the virus i believe the virus is out there i believe it does kill people but mm. i never believe it was as big as it was Mm. And they just exaggerated it and made people put fear into the people. And that was their plan to put fear into the people and take away our freedom in terms of yeah. we can't go out. We've got to have lockout laws. We've got to have this, we've got to have that. You know, people like think about the supermarket when all that toilet paper crap happened where everyone's doing toilet papers. Like they wanted us to be divided, the people like hate each other. And yeah. that's what I really thought it was about.
0: And you know what the scariest part is? What if there's a group of people out there doing this, just masterminding
1: everything that's happened in the past eight months? Like, I, just four or five selected people. I definitely believe that is the case as well. Like, I I believe there's people powerful enough that they can just... Simple as that. Really, they already had the virus. Because the coronavirus has been around since, I believe, it was the 60s. The actual... Mm. Uh, and yeah. it just... They said they found the cure. Or not they found the cure. They've, um, they've stopped the widespread of it. And then they've just re-released it back to the public to start this whole fear into the people again because, you know, in their eyes, it's, it wasn't going how they wanted it to go and they, they didn't have the control of the people like they wanted to have the control of the people.
0: Yeah, and I was watching the uh, press conference from Dan Andrews uh, in Melbourne. And uh, so they released, uh, they shifted the level uh, to level three lockdown. And the way he was explaining how uh, and what people can do is in you can meet your grandparents, but you've got to go home after you meet your grandparents. Not what he said, but the nature of what he was talking about uh, the the nature of that that media release was just so scary we're being we're being controlled so much like you you, we're being we're being told what to do
1: what not to do who to meet and when to meet how long to meet them for exactly like you know um you know as i said i'm a big social person you know my my birthday oh i can only have 20 people over my house on my birthday yeah and me and only five can dance yeah like no it's (laughs) just like if you've you haven't been to my previous birthdays we haven't known each other that long Mm. but like my my previous birthdays everyone been to the pub with me we had at one point we had 50 60 people at the pub for my birthday last year wow and that was just like just my close immediate friends and Mm. there was people that i didn't invite because i'm like we're gonna take up this whole pub man like it was and it was just select people just work friends outside of work friends and just like my my sporting friends yeah and it's just like had dead set six tables, or ten ten people per table. It was just our group. The whole back row of the pub was just my people. It was about mm. like sixty of us, and I was in like, "Crap, bro, this is a big turnout." And then thinking, I look back at it, I was like, "Now I can only just have twenty people in my house and fifty people total at the pub." Whereas last year, I had more people even for my birthday that I could have total at the whole pub itself. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I guess all of this frustration is coming out because it's been dragging for too long. Yeah, it's that's like
1: yeah, hundred percent.
0: But for how long is the question? Is it, see, if if me staying home saves somebody um, with a pre-existing medical condition, um, aged person, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be happy to stay home. I love it. Like it's 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 okay if I if if I can do my part by staying home and saving the world, I can. But the question really is for how long?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, I. I'm very careful like when I go see like an elderly person now, like because they're obviously more fragile and, and you know they can obviously react a lot worse than someone that's f- younger and healthier can. But exactly you mentioned how long like you know we've been being cautious now mm. majority of us for uh, nearly 6 uh, 10 months really. It's been like J- January, February, right? Yeah. And it's February, been almost yeah, it's been fact. almost a year. Yeah. And yeah, but how long is this going for like by now they should have you know found something to I guess ease the widespread of it and it's just yeah the only way they've done it is by taking away our freedom and it's just we can't do enough and we have to it, which i'm all for like in terms of it has worked the the methods of you know we're getting confined to our own houses and it's making the the cases um obviously less but it's just like you feel at some point like they're just taking away our freedom Mm. And that's when you think about
0: countries where it all started, like China. Yeah. Um, they're getting it back now. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> China. <laughs> you saw the, um, uh, the picture from Wuhan, the party that went on. Yeah, I did see that. The pool party. That was that was I think you know August when Melbourne was all uh, starting to spike up again. Yeah. it's like wow, this is twenty twenty
1: and it's a party going on. Yeah, I know it's like well we, we can actually have parties now. Yeah, <laughs> but it
0: wasn't the case. It's a, I, I feel like it's not going to be the case for a few months more until uh, January.
1: I would say yeah, like I, I still think mid next year is when things will like slowly slowly start going back to uh, what we considered our, our normality. Um, but yeah, like either way, it's been a challenging year for everyone in terms of adapting to what we have to adapt to yeah um which i'm not i don't hate on it like in terms of you know it teaches you as a person how to adapt to any situation and to figure things out but i still just think that yes the virus is out there 100% i know that Mm but it's just that they've exaggerated it so much of the point it's just like is this really what it's about is it just yeah. about the virus or is it about much more
0: mm. like, like look at the content that me- uh, the news media companies are getting like they can write
1: for months now
0: like, yeah for, can-
1: that, that's what it is it's just there's so much money that can be made from this virus that they've yeah. exaggerated to the point that everyone's going to be millionaires for you know the up the uppers <laughs> the, mm. the, the, the the people that are powerful they're going to make so much money off this virus mm. and just Whereas us, just the normal regular civilians, they, we, we suffer. Yeah. I
0: was in Aldi the other day. The, a, a box of surgical masks. <laughs> yeah.
1: $49. For, $49? $49. How, How many of them? I don't know. Like but 50 even, or something. Like, yeah, possibly, yeah. Still, 50. but it's like it's, cheap material. I
0: know. And especially in times like these, masks and yeah. medicines should be subsidized. Oh, for sure. Especially masks. Like
1: Yeah, you like know. if... You know I personally never wore masks like mm. during the whole thing. I just didn't go close to anyone yeah. like except for my own immediate contacts, mm. but yeah, like people were wearing masks like it was everywhere, and yeah, you'd expect something like that to be pretty cheap, considering the crisis that's going on, yeah,
0: it's like you know uh, uh, certain actions must be taken and sure uh, yeah and there's one thing that, uh, that uh, that's good that came out of the uh the pandemic it's that people started maintaining distances in social mm-hmm. distancing it shouldn't always be there because i love just you know being close to people just dancing with people i don't yeah, know exactly like yeah. you know you
1: go out to the pub there's nothing better than just there's that drunk guy and you're just gonna as a joke dance with that drunk guy know, and, just and, and make it, it yeah. make it like, yeah bro like hugging random and all this bullshit like, yeah and
0: that that's a good night there yeah like that's uh, I, I want that back but uh, the only good thing in my opinion that happened in the pandemic is that people start maintaining distance because it is a good sign it's it's a good way to at least stop the spread between one person to the other um but that's it yeah like it's it, it should be there but yeah not for too long no uh, people will get, start getting um
1: annoyed exactly like it, you can only take away i guess so much parts of the people's lives to the point that you know they have get to the point where it is just like how long is this going for and when am i going to get back my normal life again yeah and, like i get it, i'm all for you know improving the health of the country and the people and all of that but it's just yeah it's dragged on for too long in my opinion exactly yeah i wonder what a child feels as a as a small child as in they don't know what's going on oh well, i know i've got um i think it was one of my old friends, she's a mum. Yep. And she saying to her two kids that they had to explain that you can't high-five your friends at school and you can't give your friends hugs and all of that. And as a six, seven-year-old kid... mean, I remember being a six, seven-year-old kid. All I wanted to do was see my friends and just, you know, give them a hug, give them a high-five, whatever. Yeah. It's was like, oh, you can't get close to your friends. Exactly. Because the actual schools were saying that you can't touch each other, you can't give each other... You can't high-five your friends, you can't do that. Like It's just like you're a 6 7 year old kid and you are already taking that freedom away from them i know They're- when
0: i was a kid i used to choke slam my friends <laughs> yeah i like, to like, like ddt I, I,
1: was a, I was a rough kid man i used to just throw people <laughs> yeah
0: and we talk about wwe as well in the uh, at work sometimes it's so <laughs> tr- it's it's wwe is the epitome of
1: our, uh of our childhood i guess yeah 100% it's, yeah i was reading
0: about the rock this morning
1: the Rock is one of like, yeah, you know, he's, he's the man. He's he's changed like wrestling entertainment forever, and so humble, yeah, so humble, yeah. Did you see... I don't know if you saw this article about him two weeks ago. He's recording a movie and his electric gate wouldn't work and he didn't want to be late to the recording. Huh? So, he ripped his gate apart with his hands, like ripped the gate off its hinges. Wow. Just so that he wouldn't be late to a recording session because he didn't want to let down his people in his team. Oh, my God. And I was like thinking in my head, like, this guy's the fucking man.
0: Like, you, you would think about that. Imagine I,
1: ripping off your whole electric gate because the motor doesn't work just so that you're literally not late to record... A whole day of planning because it's going to set everyone back a whole day.
0: Oh my god, the humility!
1: Yeah, he's the man. Oh yeah, my he's, god. I looked at that. I'm like, you're, you're the boss. Like, yeah, you're the man.
0: And he's the most followed man on the planet on Instagram. he's one of the richest men in the planet. He's uh, he's what, he's a wrestler. He's a um, he can sing as well.
1: He, he is and everything. An man. actor. He's all around that. He's just, he's got that personality where he he can do anything, man. And you can you can enjoy watching him do anything.
0: Yeah. And this one thing I'd love uh, to do in this life is to meet Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. It's like you know, it's it's like you know, I I, I want to see how a guy can function with um, so such humility and do yeah. so many things and still have the same attitude that he had 20 years ago when he when we saw him on television.
1: It's just yeah, it's, yeah, it's unheard of. Like yeah. no one is uh, that mentality that he has. Like I, I can't like uh, that work ethic, for example, like. Don't want to, not wanting to let down a team just because my gate can't get out. I had no physical way to get out of my house. Anyone could have just excused him for not being there because he couldn't get out of his house. But he decides to fucking rip apart his whole gate. Mm. At 10, I think it costs like 10 grand to replace it mm. just because he didn't want to miss a whole day of recording and let down and push back the schedule a whole day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's about, you know, knowing where you came from. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. It's just, you know, we all started, you know, hum- humble beginnings. Like you, you've come from Nepal we well, Born in Nepal, was yeah, Nepal, yeah, 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 born in Nepal, yeah, and you know my my family from Lebanon, and like we've all come from somewhere, and just like figuring out, you know, we got we're blessed with opportunities, and we may as well just take advantage of what's given to us.
0: Yeah, it's it's all about learning, you know, from childhood experiences as well, and yeah. that's what The Rock has done. um The way he
1: he uh, he has a
0: tequila as well now. Is that tequila? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't ter- know that. Ter- is it whiskey or tequila? terramano Terramano whiskey, I think. I don't know.
1: Never heard of it, but uh, yeah, I might have to suss that one out. <laughs>
0: exactly. I, I searched for it. Big W, Dan <laughs> Murphy's. It's not there.
1: Oh, it's, it's just like, the like American right exclusive.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, the the matches that went on many years ago uh, with The Rock, Triple H. Yeah.
1: Oh wow, those are the days, man! Like those were some of the best days of my life. Is watch as an eight year old kid is sitting back watching. You know, Wednesday. 3:30 uh, PM comes and I uh, remember still remember the schedule. Wednesday 3:30 and Friday 3:30. Yeah. Raw was on the Wednesday and SmackDown was on the Friday, and I would just always sit on that couch 3:30 to like dinner time 6 PM. I know. Just watching wrestling and like I was in awe. I loved just everything about wrestling, man. It's yeah, one yeah. of the best. And it's just the, the the music and the intro that just sticks to your
0: head. I'm never going to forget, if you smell... Man,
1: like, it's something about that you just hear the start of the intro and you don't yeah. even need to, like, say the rest of it. You already know that's the fucking rock. Yeah, exactly, man. yeah.
0: Nah, and he had this, uh, the eye
1: thing as well. Like, the, yeah, the eyebrow raise, like, yeah, the fucking, oh my yeah God. that's yeah. fucking sick. What time is it, bro? Top 2036, bro. Yeah,
0: all good. Yeah, um, but Chris, um, thanks for doing this, man. It's, no, you're uh,
1: welcome. I'm glad to be on here, man. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's a good experience, man. Yeah, just people talking. It's, there's something about this, right? It's just... It's enjoyable, man. Like, you know, we didn't even have to try to, you know, string conversations together. Yeah. It just flew naturally and, yeah. you know, we just just whatever happens we just went along with it and it was it a was good man it was a good chat yeah
0: but man thanks for being here I know you've got a lot of things going on like you've, you're starting a new uh, you know it's, it's like a new day from Monday onwards for you and I, <laughs> I feel jealous
1: it's just like it's a weird feeling knowing I'm gonna go to sleep Sunday night and wake up Monday and I don't have to go to that same job that I've been at for you know two years and ten months like mm. so it's a weird feeling for sure it's gonna feel weird on the Monday but yeah, yeah it's a new, new beginnings. it's exciting
0: yeah but what we talked about you know you never know what's going to happen unless you make that big step
1: yeah for sure and that's why i feel like it was the uh, right place and right time for me to make that leap of faith
0: yeah 100% but yeah chris thanks for doing this man thank uh, you i'll have you again if you want to come
1: definitely down bro whenever Perfect. you need whatever you want i got you
0: All oh, good man cheers guys thanks for listening
1: thank you guys Bye, bye